the title, if you're taking notes, the title is God's Prescription for Health. God has a prescription for health. God has a prescription for health. Let me just clear something here this morning. Um, if you're on medication of any form, you hear God. You add the word, but you hear God. I have seen people, we know of people that have been excited faith, gave up the medication and died because their faith wasn't there. Now you have a measure of faith, but is your measure developed? You have to ask yourself that. So as you feed yourself on the Word of God, that measure will grow. Amen. Don't let man tell you how it's done. Many years ago, there was certain medication. I overworked, landed up in hospital and put me on medication. I took the medication and I took the word because I didn't understand what had happened. You don't live out of my experience. You live out of the word of God. But I want to show you what happened. And pre-adventure, God may or may not do the same with you. And so I stayed on the medication for a little while, but it started to worry me not physically, in my spirit. And I took it before the Lord and I left it before the Lord. I said, if you speak to this medication, Father, then I'll adhere to what you say. But in the meantime, Lord God, I'm gonna continue doing because I don't know the other part. I'm not there yet. But one day I was with the Lord and he simply said, there were two sets of medication I was on. And he said to me, he said, leave that off. I heard it so clearly and I stopped. And one of the things, one of the side, one of the side effects of that medication is that it can eat the walls of your stomach. But they don't tell you that. After years of using that, it can eat the walls of your stomach. It can wear it down depending on your metabolism. You as a person, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm simply telling you what. I'm aware of now. And months went by and then the second came around and I heard, let it off. And I did. And I, in the meantime, had been going for my medical checkups. Did you hear what I said? I went for medical checkups. I am not a medical doctor. I'm also not stupid. And I would go for my medical checkups and when that happened, initially when I was admitted to hospital, the particular cardiologist was current in the emergency when it happened. And he saw it. And I stayed under checks with him for, I don't know, many years. I would go once a year. And he would just say to me, look at your heart. It's like an 18-year-old. I don't know what's happened. But I know what happened. After that event, I went up to a meeting. I had to go to a board meeting, and I went up to a meeting um, in, in Johannesburg, and um, uh, I'm trying to think of her name. George's wife. Terry. Terry. 
Terry Pearson was there and she said, she was ministering and she said, I just feel that I need to pray for people with heart problems. So I'm going to pray for people with heart problems. When she got to me, she said, God, will you give this man a new heart? She said to nobody else. My son, just out of inquisitiveness last week, Thursday, took my blood pressure and you can ask my wife. But I have meditated on the Word of God for a very, very long time on healing scriptures. So I don't take it lightly and I don't get stupid and just do stupid things. I steward my body. Are you with me? Are you with me? So I use the Word, but I don't use medication anymore. I was told by my GP that I'm irresponsible. Well, later on, about, I don't know how long, but it was at least a year or two, or maybe even three years, on the particular medication that I'd been put on. Now remember, this is my story. You hear God for you from the Word. I didn't do this irresponsibly. I did this under direction of the Lord. And I know how to hear the voice of God. And he never told me the first day, leave it off. He didn't do that. He only told me much later. But what did happen on one of the medications that I was on, it came out the um, uh, United States, the what do they call it, the FDA, Federal Drug FDA, Federal Drug Administration, put out, now remember, I've left this off for a couple of years, put out a warning on the particular drug that I was on and that it was ineffective and that people had lost, they had literally spent trillions because it was just given straight away. But it was incorrect. Now that's not me speaking. That's the Federal Drug Administration that put it out public. So I want you to see that you need to use wisdom and understanding with your faith. Are you with me? Are you with me? So I don't stop speaking the word. I will always speak the word. Whether people believe it or not, I want you to know it works for me. And I found out that those who speak the word and stay with the word and not the opinion of man, I found out they also have the same results. And that's quite amazing. So the title of the message, God's Prescription for health. God's prescription for health. I want you to go with me to Luke 8, verse 43 to 48. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, how many of you know how expensive medical care is? I would say it makes sense to stay well. 
just economically it makes sense. I don't know about you. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. Now, for goodness sake, don't take the word out of context and tell people physicians can't heal you. God put them in the earth. They have a role to play. But add to that what they do, your faith. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. I would advise you to have medical checkups. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. The old King James refers to that as virtue. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him. What was that? A declaration of faith. She told them why she touched him. A declaration of faith. Her act, now her declaration publicly. And how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I want us to go to Luke 9, verse 37 to 43. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him and suddenly cries out, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him and will hardly leave him. Verse 40, and I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Tell your neighbor, listen now, this is for you and me. Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. He rebuked his disciples. What was he saying? You could have done it in my name. And he hadn't even gone to the Father. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit 
and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And all were astonished at the majesty of God. There are so many accounts. There was a woman you may recall who was calling out for mercy. Samaritan woman. Canaanite woman. I'm not quite sure on those two now. I'd have to find it. But she called out and she said, have mercy on me. And Jesus turned around and said to her, listen, and it's not right to give the bread of the children of Israel to dogs. And she cried back. But the dogs sit at the master's table and will eat the crumbs that fall. He turned to her and said, be healed for you have great faith. She was not entitled at that point, but faith moved him. So you can look at your culture, your background, your whatever, and say, I'm not entitled. That's not true. Because everybody is. So what we see is Jesus repeatedly demonstrated compassion continuously toward people that were suffering and were more misfortunate than others. He had compassion for them, always. But there was one commodity that always is demonstrated and it is a resoluteness to see his hand move. And so you can go on with Jairus, etc., etc., um, the raising of the daughter. But his response every time, if you watch carefully, and this is perhaps where people go wrong so often, he would teach and preach the kingdom of God and the message without exception to those that would hear solution would come. You can go through the Bible. Those that would hear, believe, receive, they would walk in it. There's no exception. There's nothing that you have done in your life that precludes you from health or healing. If you repent of whatever it was that you feel you violated the love of God. He is loving and gracious enough through Christ Jesus to forgive you and to heal you. That's as simple as it gets. That's as simple as it gets. So the true gospel of God's kingdom is about God's protection and care. If you read, I believe it's in Luke, I just can't think of the chapter now, it might be Luke 9, um, where Jesus sent the disciples and he said, go heal the sick and preach the kingdom. Or preach the kingdom and heal the sick. 
That was a specific instruction. A specific instruction. So I'm all for a good diet. But good diet alone will not keep it from you. Hello. Hello. There is sickness that comes from the kingdom of darkness. You need to acknowledge and recognize that. Let's go to Matthew 15. Let's put another scripture in here. I mean, there are many. In, in, it's Matthew 15. In fact, I'm going to, yeah, it is Matthew 15. I'm going to read that scripture on that lady. Verse 28. I just find it um, so amazing. Let's just back up verse 15. How many of you love the Word of God? Amen. So, Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, the Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away. Listen, they begged him. You know, Lord, can you heal me? And that's the end of our conversation. She begged him. This is Middle East. They're pretty dramatic people. If you haven't noticed. She begged him, saying, send her away, for she's crying out after us. They were irritated with her. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came. She wouldn't take no for an answer. You want to understand this in the context of the time. This was a woman. Women were second-rate people. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. She wouldn't take no for an answer. Do you take no for an answer? Because he won't say it. The devil's telling you that. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She was acknowledging him as Lord. Even though according to the law, she had no access. She was a Canaanite. That's why he said, you can't have of the bread. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, she had his attention. Great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Have we learned how 
to stand in the gap? Should I remind us of some friends that were so determined to see their crippled friend walk again that they removed a roof of a house and let him down? They didn't ask permission from the landowner. Could you imagine being so desperate that suddenly we stand here preaching the gospel and here comes somebody on a stretcher? Do we have that kind of confidence in the Word of God? Because we should have. They had. They did not have a Bible to read. They did not have the Spirit of God within them. Come on, family. You need to see the backdrop to these. People say there were so many um, miracles that take place in remote areas. That's because they don't have an alternative. They believe or they die many times. And so their heart is open to the solution which comes by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what we need to understand. It takes a discipline <clears throat> to take this prescription of God's health from the Word and apply it to our bodies. Amen. When we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, immediately, not tomorrow, immediately, all that Christ paid for on the cross is immediately available to us, which includes, and I've covered that some weeks ago, saved is being, they shall be saved, speaks of health. It's part of our inheritance in Christ. Amen? So that's what we need to settle today. The blood was shed for the forgiveness of sin. The body, his body was broken for the healing of creation, mankind in particular. Amen. So I want you to see something today in this context. If you are not physically healthy, you may actually marginalize yourself economically. This is a vicious circle. And so I need scripture for that. I just gave it to you, the woman. I want you to think about this. This is something the Lord highlighted to me during COVID. He said, there's two keys here. One is health, one is economics. It was through health they closed down the economy. Hello? Are you aware of this? Because you need to be. What happens to a potential employee going to a company 
I don't know if they still do it, but when I was working for the corporates, you would have to have a medical before you were employed. I don't know if it still applies. Can anybody clarify that? I'm not in the corporate world anymore. Um, it's still like that. And so if your body is not well, you can be as clever as you like, but you won't be employed because there is existential risk attached to your appointment. Hello? If your body is not well, you cannot give your full attention to your place that you work at in your job. People forget this. People forget this. It's so very important. So I want you to see this, that if you limit the condition of health in your body, you do really have an impact on your economic well-being in the future. It could also affect promotion. These are facts. They're real. Translating this into the here and now means that we then limit our earning potential. But it gets worse. We can't afford medical health care. Now, if I was so bold, I don't want you to do this, but I would love to know how many people actually go for an annual checkup in this place. A proper annual checkup. If your body's not well and leaves the earth, that's the end of your ministry. Well, I'm in heaven. There's a day of reward coming. You may not have been so happy to go to heaven. Hello? I want you to think. God brought this in the earth to keep you in the earth, not take you out the earth. If he was thinking to take you out the earth, you would have got saved, died immediately and gone to heaven. There was no point in you being here. Why are you here? To learn how to believe Him. To learn how to see the manifested work of, for this reason, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the evil one. What? In heaven? He couldn't touch God. He couldn't touch Jesus. It was to destroy His works in the earth. And God decided it's gonna come through the church not only the manifold wisdom, but also, as we know from the Great Commission, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Are we convinced about that? So the lady with the issue of blood is a prime example of the relationship between health and financial well-being. She got to a stage where she could no longer afford medical aid. 
Well, she wasn't on medical aid, but afford doctors. Come on, family. Smell the roses. Smell the roses. Don't be naive. In fact, it's selfishness. Well, I'm going to heaven anyway. If I die, I'm going to heaven. Well, you're selfish. What about your family? Come on. What about the work? What about the ones you know that still need the gospel preached to them, that only you have access to them? And you go out of the earth, and what happens to them? Hello. Come on, family, it is this serious. It is this serious. In any case, who wants to get up in the morning? Oh, my lumbago. Oh, do you want to do that? Come on. Is there any joy? Is that a quality of life? Of course not. Especially when there's a solution. Jesus Christ's body was broken on the cross so you and I don't have to have that. My my faith is out that I say to the Lord, I want to walk pain-free. Now, I'm not in pain as I stand here, but I'm saying I don't want, as I get older, to default to my age, which now equates to I should have pain. Come on. That's a low level of living. If Jesus paid the price, and He did, then I want to experience to the best of my ability, everything that he paid for. And when my time comes to go, I go. But I don't want to go broken. You know, I don't want the plumbing to be leaking. Are you with me? I want to trust God that I can stand and stand, and stand, and having done all, continue to stand. I will have opportunity, like all of us, to say, oh, well, time's over now. Just tolerate this till I go. Too many people tolerate pain. I said too many people tolerate pain. Too many people tolerate pain. I wear glasses. At my last checkup, I said to the, whatever he called, what do you call him? Automatrist. There's so many of these names. Automatrist. I said to him, so how my eyes? See, well, this is quite amazing. Your eyes haven't deteriorated at all since the last time. So we'll just leave the same thing. The same man told me some years ago that you just have to accept your eyes will deteriorate. Which am I going to do? You see, it's a fight of faith. This is not about a preach from a pulpit. I got to use my faith constantly because if the devil could, he'll kill me. That's as simple as it gets. But I have a message for him. And I'm able to do far more exceedingly, 
abundantly, above all than he can even think. <laughs> According to the power that's at work within me. Holy Ghost. Come on. You may never have heard that scripture quoted that way. But you understand the context. You understand the context. Jesus said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Not perhaps. He's coming. He comes. He comes. Jesus, not Jesus, Paul said, give no place to him. 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 You can't eat 10 buckets of ice cream a day and think it's going to be great for you. Hello? Come on, family. Come on. It's so very, very important. So I want you to see this. She eventually could not afford health care. Now I won't take a survey. How many here cannot afford health care? How many here will not invest in an annual checkup? We've got some doctors in the house. Where's our doctors? Are they both here or one here? Both here. Right? Prevention. Why does God give us the word? Prevention. Why does he show us the way to walk? Prevention. Prevention of what? Prevention of what could happen if we neglected these areas. So, I'm about to close out. Healthcare has become expensive. Healthcare has become expensive. You get less for more. Did you hear the contradiction to the word God gave us? You get less for more. You pay more, you get less. With God, you think more, He gives you more. Why? Because the earth is on a trajectory. The curse is at work till the coming of Christ. And it intensifies as time goes, is going by. Because the Bible said so, not because I'm saying so. So I want you to see this. Learn to access the health, healing. Learn to access divine healing. And when you have strengthened your spirit man and you know how to believe for health, then take the next step and start believing for divine health, period. So that when a symptom comes, you know what's going on. I'm not saying you know how to diagnose it. I'm saying you're aware. You don't go and entertain and start thinking and go to Dr. Google and wonder what's going on here. Just Immediately take authority. Come on, family. Let's press the envelope in this area. Don't allow your circumstances, your age, your whatever. And for goodness sake, young adults, don't look at me and think, well, I've got a lot of years left. Better you prepare now. Get on the prescription of God's Word. Amen. Because there are things that happen in the earth that are beyond your control and are happening beyond your control. 
Amen. You must know GMO maize. When the insects won't eat it, but we do, there is a problem. I said, there is a problem, but we chomping away at it. But the insect said, we'll pass, we'll eat weeds, thank you. <laughs> Come on. Come on, family. We need to see what's transpiring. Now, the original purpose was good, but now it's become profit. Have you seen that maze? All the same height. Everything happens the same. That's not God. Come on. I grew up when that stuff didn't exist. Some millies were bigger than others. Because some were more greedy. They took more water than others. So, and speaking of God's Word, if you don't have um, healing Scriptures, you can go through Matthew 8 and 9. There are plenty of examples there of the Lord healing with the Word of God. So faith, add to your faith, add to your faith the declaration of the Word of God. Add to your faith the declaration of of the Word of God. Amen. And how you administer speaking that Word to your body. Can I get an amen? amen? So, we are very good at keeping our prescriptions, mostly, most people. Now, if we could turn that around and add to that speaking God's Word as well. And I can tell you that this subject is not popular. I can tell you that. It's not popular. Talking about health offends people until they're desperate. Then they want you to pray, but they have no faith to receive the Word. Amen? Amen. We got a testimony this week from somebody that we were asked to pray for long distance and we prayed for them. And I won't go into detail, but that person was, had, the person was diagnosed with leukemia and they said, they, I'm, not gonna, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna go into all the stuff we were told. Um, but, but within a few days of praying, whatever those things are that have to come up, they came up and she was discharged. So it's not a game. It's not a game. This is not a game. There's much easier subjects to, to speak to you on, but I'm imploring you in Jesus' name to look at this area of your life and make sure that you are truly believing God in the area of your health. So you can stay in the earth for as long as God needs you in the earth. Amen. God bless you.